What up, guys? Welcome back to Be Great with Nate today. I'm really excited for today's guest. I have a good friend of mine named Joel Rodriguez, who is the owner and runs his company, The Work, a very, very unique company that he works, uh, that he created uh, back in 2017. And I'm super excited for you guys to listen to our podcast. In this podcast, we go over a lot of fun subjects to tap into. So for those that are listening to me that are dreamers, that one day want to own their business, run a business, or know what a business is like, um, me, myself as a businessman, and Joel get into some really good topics. For one, is college really needed? You know, Do people really need college to start a business? Another one that we get into is like how money works in business, but not like how you learn in school. I'm talking about how you learn from two young entrepreneurs. Um, you know, the what you're going to expect to run into when you first start running a business. You know, are you going to be making a lot of money or investing a lot of money? Um, the importance of running a business and the importance of connections. We also get into the story times. You know, you guys know that I love telling my story. So we get a story time how Joel and I met. We literally met like it's the craziest story. When you listen to how we met, it's like you know the universe got plans for you. Um, and we get more into um, uh, Joel's manifesting his first contract for his job. We actually sat down one day and we wrote some things down and he literally manifested it. And these are things that come true. The, the guest that I try to bring on the show is going to be people that practice or I coach through the things that I'm, I worked on with myself from going living in hotels and being homeless to, you know, playing for the number one basketball school in the country, being division one football player to now being a young entrepreneur and motivational speaker. So my goal here is to bring you guests that are going to be not only entertaining, but somebody you can relate to and get some type of inspiration and motivation from. And um, Joel and I also go into some culture talk. Um, for those that don't know, I grew up in a Dominican culture. I am not Dominican, but I had some questions that I never really asked other Dominican people that I grew up with that he answers for me very well. We talk about how to get through anxiety, how to st uh, stay with a positive mind, and a whole bunch of more information, some nice stories that he tells you about me. And um, I think it was it was probably one of the open most open conversations I had on this podcast, and we I, I, I totally forgot I was doing a podcast. So guys... Get your seats ready. Listen up. We're gonna. This podcast is really good. Uh, Joel's information is all linked below in the show notes. Um, a really, really, really good guy. A very good professional. Probably one of the most hardworking people I know. And I'm excited to bring this podcast to you. Enjoy. What up, guys? Right Welcome back to Be Great with Nate. Uh, today I got my boy with me, Joel, man, the owner of the work. Um, a very interesting guy I met, someone that has a huge imagination similar to mine, who has a mindset and a work ethic out of this world. And um, I had to get him on the show. Now, Joel, let's talk to the audience before we get into your stuff, which is very interesting. You do, you're very artistic on how you do your things and very consistent. But I want to bring people through on how we met. Do you do you remember how we met? Uh, that's like, that's like, well, you know, how the days in life, like you just know. Just remember, mm -hmm. it's just one of those days. Yeah, so Jersey City is working for Apple. Still work for Apple part-time, but I was working full-time for Apple. There was a, uh, well, they still have that program. It's Apple, my bad, Apple Solution Consultant. And uh point is, I used to uh, manage an Apple shop inside of Best Buy. And that was my, you know, full-time job with Apple, being the Best Buy environment, all that good stuff. You, Haskidi, 
came in looking for a laptop. Um, you know, make the long story short, the, you know, you guys told me you needed uh, a laptop for video, so automatically I told you about the Pro, so then the third, I, just, I think that's the best suit, suit yeah, for what y'all do. And then at the same time, you started explaining what y'all, what y'all did, and then, um, and then you broke it down, talking about, like, well, listen, I got X amount of money, I just need a laptop. Like, you broke it down, you, you know, you came real right away. I was like, oh, shit, I didn't expect it, but it was mad authentic. Because at first, I was trying to read the vibe, and, like, I saw you, I remember, I remember seeing you, like, I see you a little bit more calm, but you were, like, thinking back and forth, something like that. And I was like, yeah, I don't know you at the time. So I'm like, it was good, my man. But then, like, I saw, like, you broke it down. And, again, very authentic. Um, yeah, that's what, that's what it was, and it was, you know, it was cool after that. Yeah, bro. We, um, sure. So the day I met Joel, guys, I literally just sold my car. Uh, I came out of college. I just sold my car. Uh, and I brought the car for like five grand and I sold it for two grand to my little brother because I couldn't sell it to him more than what I bought it for because it's my little brother at the end of the day. And um, I was on my way. He dropped me off at Best Buy. I walked in and Joel was just standing there looking at me like I was a nut because when I came in there, before <laughs> I said anything, <laughs> before I said anything to him, I was pacing up and down, back and forth, back and yeah. forth, just thinking and thinking. And Joel made me feel very comfortable at that moment. And while he was explaining why the pro was the best because of video editing and things like that, I had to break it down to him, let him know, like, yo, I just sold my car. Like, I told this dude my whole life in, like, five minutes. I'm like, yo, I just sold my car. I only got $2,000 to my name. Like, I'm, I have nowhere to live. I have, you know, I have no money in my account. I can't just give you this whole two grand. So we went with the MacBook Air Pro, I mean, the Air, which was, like, came out to, like, 1300 altogether. I had to go get it from New York because you had no more available there. And after I left, I remember leaving. We recorded this in a vlog on Love Across the Hudson called uh, uh, Invested Into Yourself. And I left. And as I left, I was doing a video outside talking about how I just met you inside and how I just sold my car to buy a laptop so I can edit videos to one day get clients and make content. And on the way to New York, I get a comment on the video from you, from Joel Rodriguez. And yeah. I saw it and you were like, yo, I, I you know, um, I just, I, I, I just subscribed to your channel. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, you basically said like, yo, thank you for coming in and keeping it real today. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and I, you know, I was like, yo, hopefully I gave him some type of like ideas or inspiration or, or just like the ability to like, you only got one time to live in your life, bro. So just go for it. You know what I'm saying? Just go for it. But I said from there, we started to follow each other on social media and um, we kept up with each other. You know what I'm saying? And then I say within a year, you started the work, if I'm not mistaken. You probably were already like had, had in your mind, but you started to push it on Instagram. What made you come up with the work? Well, real quick, when you got the, when you got the, um, the laptop, that was what year? Do you remember the year? Um, 2015 or no, 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 no. 2016. At the end of 2016, going to 2017. Okay. There's no way. No, was that's it? 2017, bro. It was 2017. I just graduated college. Because, oh, you I, might be right. No, it was 2016. No, it was 2016. Mm -hmm. It had to be because I'm thinking about it now because I left that, you know, I left that position at Apple 2017, September. Mm -hmm. And it, I remember it was cold out. So it was probably it was probably it was either it was a winter. winter 2016 or winter 2017. I'll tell you right now. I'm looking yeah. at the video. I mean, regardless, 
Uh, this right here was made February 2017. February 23rd, 2017. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, if I was, that's what I'm, tr I'm trying to, I was trying to think, where was I with the work? Yeah. So the work was already, um, you know, to follow up with your question, the work was already established because I, I started in 2016. Um, funny thing was, well, first thing, I, I went to school for marketing, so I have a business um, degree, a marketing degree from, from Montclair. But even before that, I always want to do, I always want to do business. I always want to do something in marketing. I always felt like I had to do something corporate, you know, go in that field. I used to like apply to ESPN, to you name the, the brand, the company. They got a whole bunch of my resumes, but not a call back, but it's all good. I don't need them. But anyway, um, but what made me really start to work as well was that, um, you know, I come from a family that is a whole bunch of business owners. Like uncles, you know, my father, even though my father wasn't too successful, but he always, up until I'm gonna say, what, five years ago, six, seven years ago, he didn't have his business, uh, his own business. He works with my uncle now, but he was always in his own business. I have a lot of cousins, family that very successful with supermarket business, grocery, bodegas, all that, all throughout New York and stuff like that. So coming from that background, I always want to be in business with myself. Um, following the trend of social media and I wish I would have started earlier because I, I was telling people before people were making fun of influencers people making fun of whatever you want to call yourself on social media but I was like yo it's just that's just what it is that's what the attention is and I had a really good friend Melissa um, Melissa Flores she's she's a big you know she's a big fashion uh, glamour influencer um, she also drove me because I would see the success success that she was having um, just using social media as a platform. Um, so she, she drove me. And also she, she, it was the first time I really held a camera and she had like a Sony A5100. That's the first camera I started with. And yeah, from, I remember taking the picture that day and like it was in her house. And I was like, yo, from that day on, I was like, I'm going to start the work and I had the idea of the work. Um, cause I wanted the reason, the way I got the name as well is from, you know, the weekend where I saw the name without the E at the end. I was like, let me take the O out. Mm. So, try to be a little, little creative there. I love that. A little and, simple. And let's tell the audience exactly what you do with the work. Uh, so I do a few things, but my main thing is to help big, uh, help uh, grow businesses through social media and online uh, platforms. So that's your obviously your Instagram. It could be Pinterest, Facebook. Uh, obviously your email. So creating email lists. You know, however that that goes, um, and then you know, expanding that um, through visuals. So I do photography, videography mm -hmm. for those businesses. That's how I really get into. I try to get into the business. Mm -hmm. um, that's how I landed like my first big contract um, was just offering free photos. That was it. Offering free photos and see if they like it. You know, it is what it is. But that's just one. I was that was just my way to get in. And then like boom, I hit them like, I right, well, this is what I really do. You know. Yeah, because um, you know, it's definitely it's a big, it's a huge market out there for it. Still is. Um, everyone uses social media, whether you like it or not. Everyone's online. Even if you don't have social media, you need a website. You know, people do email. Yeah. So digital, it's just where we're at. Like it just yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's driving businesses now. Yo, it's crazy because you just talked about your first big contract, and I got my show notes here. And one of the things I want to touch on is that first big contract. You're talking about the juice bar, right? In Edgewater? Yeah. Juice yeah, Journey. Juice Journey. Yeah, Juice yeah, Journey. Yeah. So 
um, I don't know if you really remember. I have really good memory for uh, good stories because anytime. <laughs> you have the best memory. The best. You remember everything. Yo, <laughs> you can tell me stories. I'm like, hey. It's crazy yeah. because when, when I believe the story that I'm about to tell the audience right now, I think made our connection super tight. But it also, I remember these stories, bro, because I I want to tell these stories one day to people so I can inspire people. Does that make sense? Like, not everybody is going to come from my background. Not everybody's going to come from Ree's background. You know, everybody got different backgrounds and stories. And sometimes when you hear a different type of story, you're like, oh, it is working. That is true. So one time, Joel came up. He hit me up on Instagram. And he started to, he, this is when he was putting it out there to the world more consistently on like, yo, I'm starting this. I remember the, the the DM that you gave me and you said, yo, I wanted to hit you up like last year and do like this interview or this article on you. But I've been, I've been going back and forth with it. Right. And you're like, now I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. And this was like, after I made this one video, I guess on like taking chances and stuff. And I guess it kind of like sparked you just to hit me up. So you, yeah, so, for sure. so I say to you, I said, yo, you can come up and you can do come to my gym. You can come do an interview. Um, I mean, an article, but I also want you to I'm going to record it and we're going to we're going to put this down on my YouTube channel and we're going to and you can keep it, too. I'll give you the file and you can share it so you can start doing videos now with the articles because some people like listening to videos and you're like, yo, you're down for that. So you come to the gym. I make my schedule super open for like eight hours. Because you didn't know I was going to keep you there for like eight hours, right? So you make, you make your way up, right? Yo, you make your I learned way everything up. in the world that day. <laughs> I learned everything. Not that it was a bad thing, but yo, I learned everything that day. Yo, I was like, yo, this guy's different. Yo, different. And you know what's crazy? I was watching this maybe conf- um, commercial for some people, but um, I was watching Kanye West's interview with Joe Rogan yesterday. Um, and I said, for the first time in my life, I found a human being that has a brain that just jumps from everywhere and grabs ideas and just says it. Like, like when he was doing an interview yesterday um, and I watched it, basically he'll talk, Joe Rogan will ask him opinion about what he thinks about one thing. And he'll talk about 50 minutes of that from that one thing. He jumps, 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 jumps. And he goes, I'm sorry, my brain is like Mario on a cloud in a video game. And he's jumping cloud to cloud when he gets to do a, a new idea. So that's how my mind works. That's why you were there for like eight hours. But Joel makes his way yeah. up. <laughs> Joel makes his way up to Westchester, New York, which is like a 45 com- uh, minute commute from um, where you was coming from, Hackensack, right? So you make your way over and um, you get there and I had the camera set up and we did like the interview and the interview was like two hours, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. We did like an interview and that was before like two we, hours. Wait, that was before we, that was before we talked like five hours, right? <laughs> so Joel gets there and then um, we do an interview for like two hours. I take him to Dunkin' Donuts to get a coffee. We talk for like another two hours. And then this is when I just started at the gym and I brought Joel outside. I had a gym on uh, on the um, Long Island Sound in Westchester. So if you go out on a boat, you go you go straight across the river, uh, the the river, or the Sound. You go straight to Long Island. But if you go out and go to the right, you go to Queens and you get the whole view of New York City. So we're in front of the the Sound and we're looking up at the gym. And I told Joel, one day I'll be able to take over this gym, own this gym, and kill it. And what and what I'm going to do with you is I'll get you to come in. You'll do the work here 
and then I'll get you a whole bunch of businesses that'll be interested in it. And um, this guy thought I was nuts because I started to talk crazy. And I asked you, <laughs> what is your dream? And you just got engaged to Bruni and you had 20 months at the time. I'm not sure if that's still the date. You had 20 months into your wedding. And I asked you specifically, what, what do you want? I said, most people literally want, want imagine things, but don't know exactly what they want. People want money, but don't know how much money they want. People want a job, but don't know exactly what position and at what rate they wanted at. You understand? And I asked you what you wanted. And we sat there. And I remember like it was yesterday. You said, yo, there was this new Jewish journey that opened up in Edgewater on the, basically by the Hudson River. I want that job. I want to market them. I want them. And I specifically said, why don't you go in, take pictures, do it for free. Even if you go in there, start taking pictures and they ask you, yo, yo, what are you doing? Just do it. And then show them that you're willing to work for free. I remember having this conversation with you like it was yesterday. My heart is beating while I'm, while I'm saying the story. So <laughs> you was like, all right, I'll do it. And I said, yo, you got to do it like ASAP. So two, and I said to you, even if they have somebody that works in their universe, works in a, in, a, in, a, in a great way for people. Usually when you get a call in to do something in your imagination and you go do it, you always want to think about the how. How do I do this? How, how, how? When the universe already has everything established in the plan. So I said, even if you, if someone works in there, you'll notice that things would just open up. You go there two days later. I remember like it was yesterday, you text me and you send voice notes. You're the first person I've ever known that send voice notes. And I do it back to you. Dominicans do, man. Send voice notes. Yeah, I, I figured that. So you send me voice notes and you say, yo, I went in there. Um, I did it. They liked it, but they said they have somebody that works there already. And I said to you, bro, watch. They're going to call you back. Watch. They're going to call you back. A couple of weeks later, if I'm telling the story right, they loved your work so much and they found someone that was there before you not be as consistent as you were and didn't have the work ethic or the vision that you had, and they hired you. Now, it gets crazier because I know you needed an X amount of dollars into your wedding. And I told you the way the universe works is if you set out what you want, you put it down and you, you put it out there, then it will come back to you um, as long as you put the work in, right? The work, right? Which is cool. The crazy thing about it, I believe the X amount of dollars you need if 20 months from that date, you'll be able to meet with this new hiring of the new contract that you had. It kind of like, it, it fit that in because you weren't about paying for your wedding now. You know what I'm saying? So- that story, when you got the job, I went crazy because I thought you thought for a minute I was crazy when you came up to the gym and I kept you up there. I put you on what music, uh, what music to listen to. Uh, uh, it was a lot of Big Sean at the moment on what he's saying in his new records. Foods and how foods mess up your energy and your thought process. Be careful the way you think. You're sleeping. How to drink yeah. coffee. All this crazy shit. But at the end of the day, you didn't think I was crazy. You laughed, but you didn't think I was crazy. You kind of found it interesting. But you got your first yeah. contract like that, man. I'm pretty sure there's a whole bunch of other things that went with it. You know what I'm saying? You, you, a whole bunch of other things you did. But that's the point. That's the part of the story. I remember what your first contract for the work. It's crazy too, man. Because they did have somebody, like you said, it wasn't really consistent. Funny thing is now, you know, to, to fast forward real quick, there's someone that I know that was 
that I talked to him personally, and he was he did doing uh, he's doing like digital menus for for like businesses. And I told him, oh, you know, continue to do that. That's a big because I don't not that I don't do digital menus, not that I wouldn't do it, but I just not my you know I don't really do it. Um, but that's what he did, and then he started getting into the social media marketing this and that the third, and he knew I had Juice Journey, and just last just a few days ago he hit some Juice Journey because he had uh, his wife does photography. And he's and I just found out that he's been, um, you know, contacting them for over like I don't know maybe about a month, and um, my, you know my the the um, the owner of the of Juice Journey was like Yo, she, you know she's she's uh she gets she gets hit with marketing stuff nonstop nonstop obviously everyone does and she was just telling me oh can you just check these guys out see if they're good like she she trusts me so much she's like. It's not like, oh, they're looking to replace me. She's just looking like, oh, can we use them? Like, she'll always send everything to me. It doesn't matter who hits them up, but she knows. She just loves working with me so much that she just, she she always does that. And then, like, she's forwarding me the messages. And he's saying, you know, my, my wife will take it up a notch of a photography from Juice Journey. And then I'm looking. And I'm like, wait, I know that name. And I look it up. I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's you. And I told her about it. She's like, oh, I don't want to do business with him. She said, if you, if you know him. And, you know, business is business. At the end of the day, you know, people are, you know, you could be a shark. You know, listen, it is, there's really no feelings in business. But at the same time, it's like, I, 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 don't, I don't do business that way. I don't care if you're doing a terrible job. And I know he has kids. And I, if I know I could do better, you know, I wouldn't do that. Me, personally, I wouldn't do that. But I wouldn't like that. But point is, that just goes to show you, like, the guy that when I start, when I went to Juice Journey, you know, I didn't know the dude, but, um, you know, I even worked with him even before, even before, um, landing juice journey, um, the photos I took, they told me to send it to him. Oh. Um, and then he, yeah, to, cause he was doing the Instagram as well. And, um, he was just, but then he, you know, the reason why they, you know, they parted ways cause he was telling the owner like, Oh yeah, that was me. That it was, it was him that was taking the photos. And then the manager was there that day, like, no, it wasn't. This was Joel that was taking the photo. So other than him being consistent, he was lying to them for dumb stuff, you know. Yeah. Yeah, one thing about business, man, just tell them, like, well, every person I work with, I tell them straight up, if there's something they're looking for, like, no, I, like, if there's something I can't do, I tell them, I don't, I don't provide it. I can't do that. But I'll either help you find someone that does, <clears throat> you know, we'll work something out. I'll help you work it out. Just be upfront. Just like, it is what it is. It's not like... I'm not the best photographer in the world. I'm not the best videographer in the world. I'm not the best marker in the world. At least not yet. I'm trying yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. But um, if you're consistent and you work hard and, you know, you, you don't bullshit, you don't lie, you'll be, you know, you'll get places. Yo, big you know, time. You have some talent. Uh, big time. One thing, one thing I want to uh, go um, on when that, what you just said to me just now is that, I never went to school for marketing. I never went to school for business. I never had a father. My father was a drug dealer. He was a hustler. Uh, my grandfather was a hustler. My uncles, my whole family's hustlers. One thing that I've learned from an early age when it came to do business, I became an entrepreneur at 16 years old. I started cutting hair um, to make money. It was either that or sell drugs, right? Like I had a division one scholarship, all right? I'm not getting shipped out until 2020, I mean, 2012. I need to make money until I leave. I need to make some type of cash flow. And it was either selling drugs or cutting hair. And cutting hair was like selling drugs. But I could do it laughing and don't have to watch over my back for the cops. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting $20 for a cut. Yeah. I'm getting $20 for a cut. Yeah. That's a dub right yeah. there. Tell me if I'm selling weed. So one thing that I've learned immediately is that 
when people came in for a haircut, I had to be as people came in. When you get a new client, they don't know you. I had to gain trust. And I learned that you can either gain trust by lying to them and being something that you're not, or you can gain trust by being authentic and loving. And a lot of people in business don't become loving and authentic because they don't even know themselves enough to be able to open up like that to a client. And you have to understand, money is a, a, a return of your energy. A lot of people try to get things done, work done for people, marketing, business done, just so they can receive that money. You always want to uh, uh, give more than what you're getting paid for at all times. If you're giving me $20 for a haircut, I'm giving you a $100 service at all times. And you never, ever, right? You never, ever want to. And nobody taught me this. I sat in a barbershop and I learned. I told you, a Dominican dude raised me on the streets. You know what I'm saying? His name was Luigi. And I love him. You know, we had a little fallout, but. I still love him to this day. I would never, he made me a hustler at a young age. At 16, he taught me the streets. He taught me how to move. He taught me how to talk. And he was a businessman. He went from being one of the best baseball players in the city to a businessman, bro. Like, and he was the coolest dude. The gangsters wanted to hang out with him. And then we had Tyshawn Taylor that just got drafted to the Nets coming up to hang out with him. And John Legend coming out to hang out with him. I'm like, yo, I want to be like that. I want that type of swag. But he had, he was a professional and he did things from the heart and he gave you the best service at all times. And I learned that. So when I went to school and I started cutting hair at school, making my money, and when I came out and I started doing my coaching business, immediately I went to intern for a guy that didn't have that, that, that same mindset. He was all about the money. I saw him put people under pressure to sign contracts um, that couldn't afford that contract for personal training or that did he even get a session in yet with the trainers to see what it was like. As soon as you came in, he put you on the pressure under a contract. And I didn't agree with that. And I was about 22 years old and I was bumping heads with a guy that I wanted to look up to. And I had a part ways early. And then I was responsible to start a business in <clears throat> Westchester of a gym that just lost two big time trainers, the owner and the head trainer. And I was the new CEO and head trainer of a gym at 24 in a white neighborhood in Westchester, <laughs> New York with tattoos that nobody knew. And I guess how I grew that business, being authentic and giving my heart and giving more than what I'm yep. paying for. I would stay with yeah. clients for three four hours and I would never, if you, if I had a person that came to me, and said that I have a friend, she's working with this one trainer. I'm going to try to get her to leave her trainer to come to you. I will always advise them to never do that. I never want that. Because here's the thing. Even if someone's getting service with somebody that you know that you can give better service to, it's not your job to go and pull them away from that person. Because at the end of the day, that one person that is providing that service is only working on the level of consciousness that they know of at that moment. It's like looking back at a picture five years ago when you first started your business and say, damn, I was kind of trash when I started this. I, 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 de- I didn't know what I was really talking about or doing. I definitely got better. That person may be at that stage and you're robbing him from growth. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. bad karma. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. you know, I'm happy that the owner of the Juice Journey didn't want to do business or proceed business because – Dude came from behind you and tried to take your take take money out your pocket. And when it gets that dirty, 
You got to understand the universe will take care of that. The world, God, they will take care of that. It's not your job to go seek revenge. It's your job to make sure that you're providing the best service. And I know you did it already. I know you did it already. Yeah, for sure. So what we did uh, after that, after you did, after you did, um, I think your you, your mind and my mind works probably very in the future. You were predicting a lot of this. Even when we were speaking, you were telling me like, yo, I didn't like Instagram because I felt like there was a lot of fake things going on Instagram. And I'm there like, is, yo. There is. Exactly. A lot of negative stuff, man. So every social media, a lot of negative stuff, unfortunately. Exactly. But, um, but. I, no, but, but you sat me down and you're like, yo, it's very important that you use this too. And I'm like, nah, I'm just going to go to YouTube and make some real content. And you're like, nah, man, you're going to need that Instagram people. You know, you kind of motivated me to want to push my content more on uh, Instagram uh, than I do on YouTube or like podcasts, even if I didn't feel like it, you know what I'm saying? Um, but your mind works. Oh, so I wanted you- yeah. You wanted me to do all of them. You wanted me to do all of them. But one thing I want to get into is that your mind was jumping. You had a good vision of seeing what was to come. And you called it out years ago. When I had you come to the gym, I had you, I asked you, uh, we traded uh, businesses where you'll come in, you'll market the gym, take pictures, and then we'll have long talks and a workout. And then you would run our social media platform. And I had a little hiccup there because we knew we we knew that that can be great, right? For um, for marketing purposes, but in Westchester, New York, they're like five years behind the marketing purposes, and I feel like I was getting frustrated um, because the guy that owned the gym didn't want to really market on Facebook, market on Instagram to get us new clients and make us grow. Um, I made the gym grow with zero dollar of marketing, and I felt like. And I think you saw the frustration and, you know, we kind of stopped doing it because I said, you know, F it, we don't do the Instagram no more because their vision, they don't see our vision. But I believe if not only if the gym would have saw the vision and invested money, I think we would have made a huge blow up in Westchester because they're so far behind. They're not even doing email list. You know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> crazy. No, it's, it's a different, it's a different world out there. Um, but yeah, but like just to get like real specific when you talk about that, like the Instagram um, on the the base. So you know, in Westchester, not to say there's no young people, but like that base to get into those gyms, you had to hit the, the you know the parents, the mothers, and not saying that in, um, not saying that uh, Westchester mothers are not on Instagram because they are. But like you said, you you wanted to use marketing dollars, you want to do some ads towards it to grab them in because they're really on Facebook. First of all, they're really on Facebook. Um, at this, like today, they're on Instagram. But at that time, what was it three years ago? Three years ago? Yeah, yeah. no, bro. It was like it was, two years, two years ago, two thousand eighteen, bro. Two years ago. So they're still on Instagram, but not as much as they are now. But anyway, point is, if we would, if he would have committed to put, not just because I tell people too, it's not just put all your money in social. You got to see where if there's an if there's a, a a monthly, quarterly event that's happening in your town. And it gets a lot of business. It's probably smart that you do something there too. But I tell people, like, yeah, I do online and and uh, and social and all that stuff. But the the things of in person stuff is what to me. Like I should maybe market that a little bit more. But it's like you have to, if you're in business, you got to know these are like regular marketing tactics you just got to pursue. 
So, but it's just not, it's just not only social, um, even though social is huge. It's just the whole combination. And one thing that you also said before is that you didn't go to school for marketing, this, that, and the third. I would say this about school because I have a big beef for school. And, you know, I, I like the, me and you both, and a lot of people do. But almost everything I know now, like, it was really from learning on my own. YouTube videos, reading on my own, uh, shit. A lot of, a lot of content from Gary Vee. I ain't gonna lie, he's another one that motivated me and I met him before. That was crazy. But anyway, um, but like everything in school is, everything they're teaching you is, is marketing, but less it for you having a job working for a corporate business and just knowing how the structure works and then you play a position and that's really it. Even though there's a lot to learn from that, I know a lot of corporate people come from that background and then they do their own thing because they, you know, they're playing with someone else's money and they're seeing how this works and that works. And now, now the bigger brands, bigger companies are also, um, are, um, investing in whether social media or, you know, more online marketing than ever before. So, but, um, now I lost my thought. What was your other question? No, though, no, no, no. The, the way that I, I like that because that's on, that's, that's actually something I wanted to get into. We talked about how Westchester, um, how they didn't see the, the vision that we had of starting basically direct marketing, right? So not like corporate marketing, direct marketing, specifically aiming for a niche of people that are interested in your business. And we knew that the moms, getting in front of the moms on Facebook was going to be huge for us. And um, people didn't see the same vision <laughs> that we had. But you know what? The gym would have pro- probably would have made me do is get more into the business, master it a little more. I think everything happens for a reason. Um, I actually was growing a business for someone that, that I didn't own. So everything I wanted to do with you, I ended up doing for DreamFit, my own business. You know what I'm saying? And applying those little laws that we went through and the things that I got in with the books, as you know, the direct marketing books that I started to read and I was telling you about. And, um, and, and, and it goes far from there. But the college, right? So when you get into the college talk, I remember one day you posted... And I liked it. It was a good. It was a good thought that you had um, about is it true that you need college to get to where you want to get to in life today? And um, uh, you know, you had most of people saying, "Nah, yo, I learn more outside. I learn more outside." And I've really sat with myself and I said to myself, um, "It would be easy for me to agree with my friend, but how can I disagree? I want to disagree with you purposely." <laughs> uh, you, you do that on purpose all the time. All the time. So I wanted because I like to challenge your brain. And I said, yo, if I didn't yeah. go to college, where would I be? And if I didn't go to college, see, we don't know what's good until we see bad. We don't know what's rich until we know what broke is like. You know what I'm saying? I think when I went to college, if I didn't go to college, I would have definitely been on the streets cutting hair or you know, uh, hustling or something like that. You know what I'm saying? College was a way to show me some type of structure, organization, discipline, just like the military is like that for a lot of people. So when I went to college, I learned a lot, but my enthusiasm to want to learn my freshman and sophomore year was not as high as my senior year because the pressure on hitting the real world wasn't there. I believe a lot of people who are going to college, for one, are picking majors that are either safe or mommy and daddy wants them to pick. Not something they inspire to pick. That's number one. Number two, when a lot of kids go to college, I don't think a lot of people are really in the pursuit of 
uh, getting to a destination as someone on YouTube that needs to make this happen overnight versus someone who has four years to make this happen that gets distracted with parties, girlfriends. Um, and if you're focusing on marketing, but you have to go to English 102, the second level of English, and you don't care for English 102, you just care for your marketing, and then you got to take yeah. Latin you got to take Latin classes and African American literature seven, and then uh, calculus. You're more your energy is being pulled more towards focusing on the uh, classes that are not, you know, that are not your major classes, right? So, I believe that yeah, when I got out of college, everything that I was learning in college, for one thing, the the structure was what was killing me. I felt like I was being robbed of my time, but the people that was teaching in movement science for strength and conditioning, nutrition and physical therapy and doctors, right? My, my major, I literally had the best teachers that I can ask for. It was my ego that was too cool. I was a football player. You know what I'm saying? I'm that dude. I just caught a touchdown to ESPN, you know, like Jersey City. Jersey City. So I had a lot of ego to me. Exactly. I was waking up tired in the morning. I was in class and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I lost my football career due to my back injury, my senior year, and I went into classes and I knew, oh, I'm not going to the NFL no more. I got to make something happen. When I was in those classes, I learned so much. So I think when you asked if college is needed, in my opinion, I don't think it's needed. I don't think it's needed. If you have a mentor who can mentor you through if you have someone that's going to mentor you and show you organization, sh show you structure and, and help you build discipline, I don't think so. But I think for people like me that came from the streets, that had a father that was a hustler and you saw that and your mother was a drug addict and you saw that and your brother and sisters are in prison, I think it gave me some type of structure um, and some type of opportunity to get to the next level where I am today. All right, even though I have a big beef for college, it's really, it's really, it really comes out to two things. The price, right? And I'm not even talking about my experience because I got, you know, I have financial aid and just, I went to Montclair, it just wasn't that expensive. But just learn, hearing other people's story, how much they paid, and it's just what you get out of it. So like, so to me, it's the, the price, obviously, and then like the, the material you're learning. Because again, even though I went for business marketing, the things that I needed for today's world was not, they didn't offer that. Mm. Unless, and this is the thing, and um, you, you did your master's, right? Yeah, you did. Nah, I didn't do my master's. Instead of going to do my master's, I, I went to the uh, become a holistic practitioner. And and this is why I, I think this would is been, what we agree on when, uh, when we get to that. But you're going on something now that's more concentrated what you want to learn. But that's what your master's is. When you go to master's and doctorate, that's what it is. So, but to get your associates and bachelors, even though there's a lot of important stuff that you do learn there, um, that core material is up here, but it's so expensive. It's like, yo, who could afford that? Who and and there's even more time. You're already in school for four, five, six years doing your bachelors. Now you have to do, you know, like yo, people trying to have kids, people trying to live life, people trying to invest, people want to, you know, help their parents, whatever the case might be. So um, it's just really the the, the money. And just like the core material that you really want to learn. And it's like, you know, whatever. It is what it is. But one thing I'm going to say is, though, say is that I feel like everyone should go and get their associates no matter what. Because a few things. Because it's going to show you some structure. 
is going to keep you out the streets if you do come from that background. And I, I, I grew up in Hackensack, and you know, it is what it is. But I was, you could live in, you could live in West Bumblefuck, but if you end up chilling in the Bronx, what I was doing, or or doing just things that I shouldn't have been doing, at least, you know, me being a little bit uh, consistent with going to school kept me out of a lot of those things, even though I got into some things, but at least it kept me, kept me out of, uh, kept me busy um, being in school. But it's going to learn new emailing. It's going to learn how to work with teams. It's going to learn, it's going to learn how to write better, type better, I should say. So things like that, these, these little practical skills, you'll learn. And that's what I feel like associates will do. Now, going from there, if you have a plan, if you have a plan, you want to be a doctor, lawyer, obviously you need school. Like you can't, don't skip it. Yeah, and, and people know that. Yes. But the, if you want to be in business and you know, like I was talking to a dude the other day, he, you know, he's already, he's already like growing his brand. He's actually doing really good. It's called soon. And, um, and it's like, he was thinking like, yo, should I go to school? This and that. I'm like, listen, it seems like you're already in a good path. Why you take time and money away from what you're building in your business. You, you learn, you're doing so much of your self-education at home. This guy's like, he's putting me on to stuff. Cause he, you know, he got a little motivated from what I was doing. He saw the moves I was doing and he's like, oh, you always want to do something. Um, he was trying to like do Shopify sites at first, but now he has his own website that he's running his own clothing brand. And he's done, he's doing like a little marketing for some people, but in, you know, in a different way. But like, like someone like that, like now nah, just continue. If you got yourself motivated and you, you learn, you're learning stuff on your own and you're being, you know, you, you're seeing these little steps of growth. I don't know. Yeah, I don't no, I told you. Let's just be a teacher, you know? Yeah, no, listen, I'm, I'm right there with you. I can argue why you don't need school and then I can argue why you, I think it's, you said it perfectly. It depends on the situation of a person, right? Like for you and I, we came off the streets, you know, we, we could have got caught up in a lot more things that we shouldn't really be in. Uh, but school kind of pulled us out of that a little bit, it gave us structure, right? Uh, one yeah. thing that I want to yeah. touch on with that too, and, and you just you said something that sparked my brain, is that I love the word hustler because it, it's um because my I didn't see my dad as a drug dealer. I saw my dad as a hustler. I saw him as you know he'll sell drugs and then he'll 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 take like for an example he'll flip his he'll buy a soda for fifty cent and sell it for a dollar. If somebody was thirsty outside, you know what I'm saying? He'll send me to a store and get two sodas after. You know, like he was like an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? He was a brilliant man. He used to give speeches in the middle of the projects with people around him. All the drug dealers used to listen. I used to look up like, yo, I want that power when I talk, people listen, right? Um, But my dad taught me a thing when I was a kid, bro. And he said to me, a degree is a key to a door. And I was always stuck. It always stuck with me. And I never really got what he was saying. Then as I got older, I was like, oh, the degree is going to get me through doors at like 10 years old. And I always said I would never pay for college and I would never take out a loan. So I took school very serious and I took a sport very serious and I perfected a craft in sports so I can earn a scholarship. And even yo, those times when I was in college, I wanted to just jet. I wanted to give up. I went through depressions and things like that. But yo, I said, if I can get that degree, I can get through so many doors. There's a door. There's some doors that people, because it's a system, it's a game. It's a little game that we play in America or in politics, right? Like if I'm talking to somebody about nutrition and things like that, and I had no degree, some people won't 
allow their ears to be open and listen to me because of that. You understand? Oh, this guy don't know what he's talking about. He's, he don't. He didn't go to college for this. A lot of people are programmed to believe that the people with degrees are knowing what they're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Just like a lot of people are programmed to think only the guys in NBA in the NBA are really good in basketball. You know, if a street ball is trying to give you advice, it won't sit well with a kid as much if Kyrie Irving comes and talks to you, right? Because it's what we see on TV. It's what we're programmed. So I saw the degree. I'm like, there's no way you're going to stop me from getting into your Upper East Side, Westchester, New York. I got a degree. What's up? So there was doors that I I was allowed to come through because of the degree. You know what I'm saying? I I just thought, I said, we we got a similar mindset. I just thought like five years ahead of things. I said, if I can, the degree costs $350,000, bro, for a movement science degree in Delaware State. Three hundred fifty. I got a receipt. I got a picture of that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> From my Delaware State University you account. That. You need to post that. You need to post that I, on, on IG. I need to. I need to. <laughs> um, but I paid zero dollars. I paid zero dollars for yeah. that. You understand? And what I'm trying to say is, mm-hmm. I imagine if I didn't pay a dollar, but I gave... I sold my soul to the university. My, I didn't, I didn't get to enjoy Christmases, Thanksgivings, Easter's, uh, holidays, birthdays. I see my dad. I, every time I went home, I saw my dad get older because football was a full time job and it was punishment. It wasn't fun for us. My class knows that we were punished. We had a guy from the. He got fired when we left because he was not a nice guy. You know what I'm saying? So it was hell for a lot of people. We hated football because of him. So. When I think about the pain that I had to go through, sometimes that question, maybe it would have been better for me to pay for college and go through that type of pain. You understand? It was painful of coming home from college and seeing your dad get older, your brothers get older, missing out on family events, missing out on so much, and you're not even getting a, a real a joy out of it, And but you get the degree. So when I go and tell people if I was applying for a job or when, I, when I'm talking to people, I let people know. Yo, I got a degree. It's right above this screen right here. Yo, I got a degree. That shit cost me $350,000 because I put the work in behind it. So it's a, it's, a, it's a key to a lot of doors for a lot of people, man, because it's a system. Where you're from, where I'm from, we're not supposed to have degrees, bro. You know what I'm saying? They make it hard. They yeah. make the, you know, there's a, there's a straight line for a lot of people, right? Like as I was getting older, I'm like, yo, I'm thinking that people that have a lot of money in the rich neighborhoods, I'm like, yo, that dad must work really hard. Yo, that house. And yo, as I got older, I learned that most people's houses were their mother's houses and their mother houses. And it was passed down. Generational money, generational property. And I'm like, yo, that's crazy. And I go to the house of my friend that's rich and his father's home all day. He's not even doing anything. And my father out there sweating <laughs> in the heat trying to make money. Well, yeah. And I'm like, yo, I need to. So at a young age, I wanted to know how to get on that wave. And you know how? His grandmother got a degree, right? Got played the little game. Now the road for him is straight. The road for me was zigzags all the way up to my destination to get the degree. But I knew that it was more resistance because they were just making a better beast. You understand? So paying taxes is annoying. Um, Um, Stopping at red lights when nobody's around is annoying, but you gotta play the game, bro. It's a game. You gotta play the game. Driving on the yeah, sixty sometimes, bro. I drive sixty miles per hour, two hands on the steering wheel, seat belt on, seat straight up. I don't lean back. I sit just like this and I drive. You know why? 
because they want me to speed. They want me to, to, to not pay attention on the road. So it's a system. It's a system. You pass a red. It's all a system. You need registration for your car, but you need insurance for your car. Then you need an ID for the car. And you you got to make sure everything is properly up to date. And if you don't, you get fined, 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 fined. Right? You can get fined on your taxes for not having medical insurance. Like it's my health. Like it's my life. But you can get fined for that. It's a system. So guess what? Let's play. Getting a degree is a system. Sometimes let's play. Now. Now, now, I just we just went down a nice little rabbit hole there, but, um, but I that, that's how we, exactly <laughs> that's how no, but that's how <laughs> conversations go sometimes. You know what I'm saying? That's what I love about our conversations. Now, let's let's get back to right now. I you know I love about you is that you're not scared to invest into your business, right? Um, in your opinion, what are your thoughts on? starting to see profit in your business. When do you expect like a young entrepreneur to start seeing profits from their business? Would you say? When um when I should start seeing when when a young entrepreneur should start seeing the profit? Yeah. Are you just saying money wise or are you just saying like just opportunities and things like that? Let's let's start off with money because a lot of them are just thinking it for the money, but don't understand the opportunity is actually worth more than the money. When should they start seeing that? Hmm. Investing when you you start and you have to lose money before you make money. So let's put it like that. You have to start uh investing in yourself. So whether Listen, when I, look, I got I got clothes now repping my brand, but like even before before even be like even before the work like remember, all right, let me go back a little bit because you you also mentioned before that I saw you want to do articles about you or a video or uh, a video that was honestly sort of work when I really made the work other than um other than me um promoting brand through social media and things like that I wanted to tell people's story their journey and how they put the work in. So that was the first thing. So when I when I first started, I was like, right, I'm gonna hit businesses. I'm gonna do all these these uh, interviews, and I'm gonna have my clothing and stuff like that. And I and I did that. Like I got some hats made. I got a jacket. I got a bag. I still have. Um, and I started promoting it. You know, started promoting the brand, the logo, and stuff like that. And then I tried to do some interviews. I did interviews with you. I did interviews with another a mobile man. You know, I think familiar with him. My friend Melissa. Um, my friend's mother, Camille Diamonds, because she has a very interesting story how she got into that business. But it, it didn't come out the way I wanted to. But the point is, that at that time, I'm like, yeah, I'm doing everything. So I'm investing in my business, but I'm trying to do everything. I'm like, right, hold on. Let me just, like, get my foundation first. So, and which I knew was to get into businesses and start promoting them, you know, through social media, you know, social media management, email, all that stuff, um, and photography, videography. So, um, you had to put some money up first. So I had to invest in a camera, some lens, a computer. Uh, it goes, I'm going through all these services that I use. I have, like, if I'm looking at my laptop right now, I see six that I pay for monthly now. You know, not everything's so expensive, but still. So you definitely have to invest. You're going to lose money before you see money. And luckily, the type of business I'm in, other than the the the, the video, the, the the equipment for uh, my camera and stuff like that, and you know, laptop, it's not too bad. Initial investment, but it all depends what you want to do. If you want to start baking cupcakes, 
you have to get maybe if you don't have an oven or you know all the mixes and all that stuff you have to put some money down invest and then that's even without doing any marketing you're going to invest in any marketing but before you see profit you have to lose some money first and depending on what you're doing it might it might come sooner but for me it took me it took me when I was really well. I imagine I started 2016. I start. I got a contract. 2018. Yeah, uh, middle of 2018. So it took me like two years. Well, I did some photo shoots. I made a little money in photo shoots, but like from what my what my foundation is, like almost almost two years. That's awesome, so, bro. And you and you work really hard because you still do part time at uh, Apple, right? And I think that's a genius idea. Um, and you really know your stuff when it comes up to the stuff with Apple. You helped me get my new laptop that I'm on right now. Uh, thank you again for that. But I think that yeah. um, you 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 have a really uh, great work ethic. And when I met your family at your engagement party, I saw where the I, I love the vibe of your family and the mindset. There was a whole bunch of entrepreneurs there, and you would keep me you're like, "Yo, that one owns this. This one owns that." And it kind of like. You guys, I love the fact that you come from that type of family. I love the fact that I was a part of that that night because it speaks on how like a paradigm influences the bloodline. You know what I'm saying? And when I look at you and I and I ask you an example, like, yo, let's do a podcast. What day can you do it? We're both very busy people and you're very busy outside of doing your job with the work. And then when you're not doing that, you are a very great fiance. I see you always spending time with Bruni all the time. And then you're also a great friend. You're always there for your friends. If there's some time, if there's times where I call on you or I ask you questions or one of your friends are having like a birthday celebration, you're always there. You're always present and you're always a positive dude. You know what I'm saying? Where, what do you do when you're feeling down? What would you do to pick yourself up? I don't really get down with that's not true. Even though you know everyone gets down no matter what. Everyone does it differently. But uh just I guess quietness. I like to, you know, I, I always like to bike ride, but now I got my bike this up, you know, this uh spring. Um because of COVID, we had nothing to do and the gyms were closed. I was I need something and then I was like, yo, and I would actually I would even for the past three years, I would go to uh I go to like Guttenberg, West New York and just rent the bikes there every summer. But, you know, this time I'm like, All right, I'm going to buy a bike. But just unwind this, whether going apart, just being quiet. I don't really want to talk to anybody. That That's like, the, that's like that's the thing that does it for me. Just, just like, I don't, I don't want to speak to no one right now. It doesn't happen often. People around, there's some people who say, Joel, don't get mad. But they never see me mad or sad or down. I, I wouldn't say mad. I would say like depressed, sad or something bothering me. And maybe, you know, maybe that's, there's times I might feel like that, and again, people will never know. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess that's like the only thing I I feel like I don't. Again, I don't. You definitely get sad. I can't. I don't want to say I don't get sad, but I feel like I could get myself out of that real quick and not get out like not to think about it, like to escape it. It's just I'm, I'm like, I right, well, like I hate stressing over things or worrying over things. Like anybody that does, because what like if you think about it. When you start worrying for something, and it could be the worst thing in the world, let's just say, and let's just say that worst thing in the world happened, that worrying didn't do anything for you. You could try to take some action and do something. So that's why I think I never get like that because I'm like, all right, 
I started thinking like, okay, what's the worst thing that could happen? Like this, this, this happens in my mind like right away. What's the worst thing that, that could happen? And most things are not life and death. Like I promise you they're not. Um, and then like, I just think about like, I right, well, you know, it is what it is. I'm going to do this, that, and the third. And if, whether it's for a person or something that I did, or I'm like, there's going to be an outcome and I'm going to have to live with it. Mm. So I feel like that, I feel like that, that's just the way it works in my mind. And I really don't get down. Again, I, I haven't gotten sad, of course. I, I, for me, I, I leave the sad thing for things need to be sad. Like, you know, if people pass away, you know, someone, bad accident, you know, things like that, you know, unfortunate things, you know, but other than that, I, I feel like, I don't know, I, like when I was a kid, it's like, if we didn't eat our food, my, my you know, you, like you wanted to eat something, like, I don't know, pizza, some shit, and we had, you know, I don't know, rice beans, some salad, and like, I get mad or sad because I'm not eating pizza, you know, my father and my mom would say, yo, there's people go out there going hungry, like people in DR, people in Africa, this and that, they always went to that. And that's all, like, I do that to myself all the time. Like, yo, what am, who am I to be bitching? Like, look, who I, look, look at this. I got a phone. I got I got my teeth. I got a gold chain. I got fingers. I know you do the same thing all the time. So it's like, there's nothing. There's, it's, every every year of my life has gone, like, you know, financially it's got better. But, like, health-wise it's got better. Um, it's just so many things have gotten better. Of course, there's things that happen in there that's not the best. But, like... There's still growth. And even if there isn't growth, you just have to be positive because being negative ain't going to get you shit. That's true. So. That's true. That's a fact, bro. And it's um, it's a beautiful thing, man. Every time I go on Instagram, you know, you know, we're away from each other. I'm on a, I'm three hours behind you in time and I'm six hours and a half away from New York now, New Jersey. So, um, but yesterday um, I saw you do a video shoot with Jose Reyes. How was that? How yeah, that was dope. Yeah, uh, tell me about so, that. Yes. Yeah. So one thing um we we didn't really talk talk about was like really who who you know and who you get to meet and things like that. So um a little backstory. So this guy Lewis um uh his his um his business is called AWOL AWOL Studios. So he does he really does like videos. Um he's super nice with it. Um but I met him. At, so Juice Journey, there was in the complex they're in, there was uh, like an event. So they had it's called Edgewater Harbor. So Edgewater Harbor had like an event. All the businesses were there and stuff, um, and also the complex, the, the apartment complexes uh, staff was there. And he was doing a video. Him and someone else was doing a video for the complex. They had the drones. They had they had all this dope equipment that like I already been looking at. I'm like, yo, I need this stuff. I still could have on body because this equipment is crazy. If you want to go down this road, just know if you want to do anything with photos, videos. Yeah, you better start. You better start losing money before you see money because this stuff is expensive but dope. But it's definitely an investment, and you will see once you buy it, you will lose it. But honestly, you'll make you'll make it pretty fast. Um, but anyway, he was there doing all this stuff, and I'm like, yo, I was like, I just, I was like, I'm gonna approach him. Like that's why I, I see you doing something I want to do or similar, or, just, or even if I don't do what you do, but I appreciate what you're doing. You know, I'm gonna introduce myself and you know, and take it from there. And that's what we did. We shared Instagram. And from there, I just been following him. I seen his growth. And again, he's like, he was just out in Cali. He, he's been out in Cali. Like, every, like he was just this week, he was in Cali doing a video over there. So, um, but, you know, fast forward, this is like two years ago. Uh, we, I saw him recently in another video shoot last week um, for some guy named Tyler River. Uh, he's a comedian on IG. And um, 
And he was like, yo, he calls me Drake. And he's like, yo, Drake. He's like, I look like Drake right now, too. But he's like, yo, Drake. I look around. He's right there. He's doing, he's doing the video. And we talked it up. And he was like, yo, he's like, I've been meaning to hit you up. I want to do, you know, I want to work with you. I like your work. I like things that you're doing. So he's like, I, we might have something next week. I'll let you know. He hits me up on Friday. I'm sorry, Thursday. And he's like, yo, there's an artist that they want to do a video. We need someone to do this behind the scenes photos. So, you know, down, I had the availability and that's how it came apart. So all that being said, is like, yo, who you get to know? Because you, you, you might never know, like, just be positive. You know, you don't have to kiss ass. You don't have to, you know, if you, if you really appreciate the work, tell them you appreciate it. Um, you don't got to be too cool. Cause you know, I've done, I've seen that too. Like I've seen, I've, there's people that I look up to, again, there's local people, not even like, you know, just people who do work that's really good. And, um, and I, um, and you, you know, you, you see them one day, you're on the same set or whatever the case might be. And you say, what's up? And they just like, they too cool for school. I'm like, all right, it is what it is. I did my part. Like, you know, I'm going to say what's up regardless. Um, mm. but it's just, you know, networking is very, very, very strong. But it was the other, other than that, that was very cool. You know, even though he's a, he was a baseball player and now he's doing, he's doing a uh, Spanish travel, they get home and stuff like that. It was so dope. That was probably the most, um, even though the set wasn't too big, it wasn't that crazy, but the director, actually, he's, he's been doing it for a long time too. I just met him, Dominican dude. He's nice with it. He was showing me videos that he first started like six, seven years ago. So what he's doing now, it's crazy. Again, the, with the equipment they have, the, how focused they are. Like after we were done, we, we shot, well, I was there for six hours. He, he was there before that. And after we were done, it was all right, they had to go shoot another video. So, so when, when, when I say the work, like that's a dude, yeah, the grind is real. Like, you know, he has, this, he had a nice little diamond bracelet. He had a nice gold diamond chain, but that shit comes with some work. So, you could tell, tell people that really focus, man. And it was a big experience, for sure. That is awesome, bro. That is awesome. You, um, you, you have a, like I said, you have a really good work ethic, man. And, I I I, w- I probably like if I was in an opportunity like you. I mean, for those that don't know, Jose Reyes is a Dominican baseball player. He's like a legend. You know what I'm saying? He's like the fastest bait, uh, oh, yeah. a base stealer, right? And he was a beast. Yeah. Um, and now he makes Mad, music. Yeah. Now I know that because uh, my father's black, my mother's white, but I grew up with the Dominican culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, bachata is more uh, fits me more and brings me back memories of my life and my culture than jazz music or soul music. Um, and sometimes uh, it's probably right up there with hip hop, you know what I'm saying? But most Dominicans grew up on hip hop too in my neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like an even split. When you go for Christmas parties and then you got Aventura on the radio, you know what I'm saying? And I grew up with that. You know, all the girls I dated listened to yeah. me. I had to know what my man Romeo was doing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> smoothest dude on the world, smoothest dude on the planet. Yeah. But um, that that the, the culture is very, very. The Dominican culture uh, is for those that don't know, it's a, a very interesting culture. Um, when you grow up and you 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 spec, you know, you just look around at how other cultures work. I had nowhere to fit in my whole life, you know what I'm saying? So my black cousins thought that everything came easy to me in life because I was light skinned. And then, um, you know, my cousins that were white, that were mixed with Puerto Rican or Dominican, um, half Irish, Dominican, Puerto Rican, uh, we, you know, we really didn't have uh, situations where 
we didn't really fit in because one of my cousins would go to Puerto Rican parade. My other cousin would go to Dominican parade. And then I'm not going either. You know what I'm saying? But when I got, when, when we moved into the Jersey city Heights around, when I was around 10, I got around people who looked just like me. And you know, it's crazy. I never knew what a Dominican was until 10 years old. So one day I was, I, I, I went to the barbershop, like the first day I was in the neighborhood and there was a black guy speaking Spanish. And I was like, yo, I called my dad. I'm like, yo, dad, there's black people speaking Spanish. I'm like, dad, why you don't speak Spanish? And he's like, dad, he's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, Nate, they're Dominican. I'm like, dad, what is Dominican? Dad, this dude is just as black as you. Like, you know, there's people like me out here, black, like what they speak Spanish. You know, they, they're not Puerto Rican. They're darker. Mm-hmm. Like what is going on? And my dad had to sit me down and I learned about the whole Dominican culture at 10 years old. And from 10 to about 17 years old, 18 years old, um, I was raised in Jersey City Heights and um, all my friends were really Dominican. You know what I'm saying? The school, we had, I saw kids come from DR, they were bilingual class. Dominican girls loved me. Um, You know, for the first time I had like consistency with a culture loving me. Like, you, you know, you get, you may get one white girl like you or one black girl like you, but Dominican girls had like a hundred that loved me because I resembled looking like a Dominican. You know, I fit in very well. For Puerto Ricans, I was a little too dark for some, um, or my hair was too wavy. But um, one thing that I learned is that the Dominican culture is, there will be times where my friend, my older, uh, consider my older brother, he'll meet a dude for the first time that came from DR and treat him like he's, like they knew each other for 10 years. He'll buy him food, he'll, and it was a very strong community um, as far as that goes. You know what I'm saying? But I learned that's what I grew up on. I grew up on loving Dominicans. Uh, uh, if a Dominican came from a different country or if you're Dominican, you're automatically brothers. Like, yeah, I want to do business immediately. Like, my my boy used to only want to do business with Dominicans. He used to... He used to go to a certain store and drink coffee. I'm like, yo, why we going here? We go to Starbucks. He's like, ah, he owns it. He's Dominican. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, he was on that wave at a young age. But when I got to Washington Heights, it was a little different. It was a little more, I'm not saying the culture was different as far as like supporting each other, but I learned the gritty side that Dominicans were as well. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's kind of two sides to the culture. Can you break that up? Do you understand where I'm coming from? Um, a, well, well, yeah, I do. I do. Yes, I do know what you're saying, but I want to know. I want to just a little, little, little bit more uh, specifically when you say the gritty side, because if you're saying, because if, if you're talking about the streets wise, like gang wise, it's like there was there was you know my my, my best friend lost his his brother because he was in the Dominican gang, and he died from a dude that was another Dominican gang. It was the dumbest shit in the world, the Trinitarios and DDP and all that bullshit. You know, I'm. I'm I'm way, I don't, I, I pray, I don't even know if it exists. I don't care if it exists. And I, I, I pray that it doesn't exist anymore. Niggas repping that shit. But um, it's the dumbest thing in the world. And is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Because like, yeah. you'll, you'll, uh-huh. get a, you'll get a guy, um, like all my Dominican friends, and we go to a park and a kid just came from DR, they were immediately, even if like he had different beliefs or whatever, they'll immediately pull him into the culture and treat him like family. But I think it got, I saw, I guess because Washington Heights has more of a, a bigger population of Dominicans. When I lived there for three, four years, I Capital. Saw, yeah, word. I saw a lot of <laughs> like 
it wasn't the same type of culture. It was a different side. Of, I saw a different side. Yeah, of course. I spent, you know, I, I still spent a lot of time there. And it's not, it's definitely not what it used to be. Um, you know, in the ghetto, you know, when there's a poverty, when there's people not getting educated, when there's people who have a lot of time in their hands, uh, single parent homes, you're not going to get a good outcome. So just how, you know, just how black people have been done so wrong in this country, minorities have felt it. Not, not on the scale, obviously. If you're, you know, if you come from, you know, you're black skin color, you're black, uh, African American, um, but you know, we're still gonna feel those symptoms as well. But anyway, to go to the Dominican code, to to that part, um, the younger generation as well. It wasn't, you know, like as far as like, let's say, my older cousins that are like in their forties or fifties. They didn't. That wasn't really a part. That really came when we was, you know, we were coming up. You know, I'm a little bit older than you, but it was still around when you was was there too. So, um, thankfully, like, like, I don't really know. It definitely exists. Now, I take that back because I seen someone post on the other day repping that dumb shit. But um, it's it's not as big as it used to. Thank God. I think it either people thought it was dumb or people, you know you know law enforcement got really i guess good at stopping that stuff but it definitely was a it was a nasty time for sure because people fighting like just think about it like you're repping it it came from it came from and i don't don't know i don't know the exact story but i know it came from the, the trinitarios came from a rebellion from um from the government in dr and that's who they were they were like for the people type of stuff Oh, I don't know okay. how it turned into it. Yeah. Okay. So that's the three. Like it wasn't, it was actually came from somewhere good, but then I don't know what happened. I think there was, you know, they had like an organization, like any gang, but well, it wasn't even a gang at that point. It was just, I guess, organization. And then I know there was one leader that was trying to get, and you know, he started moving drugs and stuff like that. It started getting more corrupt, came to the States. Um, and it's really, it's really a, a drug, a, a, a drug, they're really in the drug game. So that's how, like, they really got really big, in, I guess, in the U.S. Um, and then the, there was DDP, Dominicans Don't Play. There was also DTP, all these little branches DDP, that were, like, that. supposed to, yeah, that was supposed to come, that came from them. There's three branches that came from them, and then they started beefing, and it was just, like, Yeah, that's what know, I was I, saying. That's what I was trying just, to connect. Like, uh, I, once it, yeah. I saw, like, a very strong connection when, with the Dominican culture. This is from an outsider's view, just growing up in the culture. Um, But then I started to see them kill each other in my neighborhood, you know? So that's when I was like, you know, maybe I just wanted to be some type of educated on like, what what was the shift there? You know what I'm saying? And we see it in all cultures for the most part, you know, but um, I grew up in the the black culture. um, I mean, the black neighborhoods, you know, because my father's a black man, you know? And, I never, I didn't see the support um, as much as I saw the killing of each other. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that made me, like, that just broke my heart as a kid growing up. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Learned that, yeah. like, you know, if my dad was a drug dealer, we knew that every other drug dealer that was black in the community was trying to take his corner. Uh, every black dude in the neighborhood was trying to take his girl. You know what I'm saying? It was more of a a grittiness, you know what I'm saying? And I get it when you're from the urban area, but when I went to the other side of the urban area on Jersey City Heights, 
I was still there in the urban area. People still were gritty. I'm not going to say they weren't, but I saw more of a community base. And then when I moved uh, as a young man to Westchester and I, and I was around the Jewish culture, I saw a real community based. And I was like, wow. Okay. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> and, and they, they pulled me in like a, like they kind of like adopted me into their culture. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we were going to dinner on Friday, you know, like not for any celebration, just so we can spend time with each other. I'm like, okay, I'm down for that. You know, then you're being invited into like islands and you're getting invited, you know, and then you're getting their whole family and their trust. And it what they weren't doing anything just for them. They were doing it. Yeah, man. And I was like, this is, it taught me, bro. It made me a way better businessman that I literally like love that man i love that like my mother my adopted mother is uh i I call her my adopted mother now you know she is jewish you know her husband's jewish and very successful and um man you don't they don't talk religion around you or nothing like that it's the culture the way they love me and the way they make me feel like i'm safe and the way they feel like i'm supported i was like wow i never felt like this before and when i raise a family I'm going to keep this in mind. You know, when I have my friends come over to my house, I'm going to keep this in mind. I learned some tricks from their culture that I'm going to apply to my life, you know, and I learned a lot of tricks from the Dominican culture, the black culture, the white culture, et cetera. But I, that was one that really hit me, man, especially doing business. I'm like, oh, if I open a business up, I had 10 investors that wanted to buy me a gym that were from the Jewish community and they all wanted to help me. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, what do I say here? What do I do? You know what I'm saying? And, or, um, if I need I got all my clients, all my clients came from word of mouth in that community and not every client I had was Jewish, but for the most part, you know, 70% of my clients were Jewish, you know what I'm saying? And it it was like, I have a little brother, uh, I I consider him a little brother. His name is Eli. You know, I worked with him in college and he's a, he's going to school to be a film writer and uh, a director and he'll be here in Hollywood with me one day. And yo, like he became like literally like a little brother to me, bro. Like I took him to go do when I did the PlayStations, he came with me. Like he made dream fits official logo. That's being trademarked right now. Like he's like a little brother to me. You know what I'm saying? You're not talking about Lori, right? Lori's my mother. Lori's my, my adopted mother. Yes. No doubt. That's what I was talking about. Okay. Yeah. Lori's my adopted mother without a doubt. Yeah. I, I yeah. talk to her more than I talk to my own mom, bro. You know what I'm saying? We check in like mm. every week, you know? Um, okay. But yeah, man. Wait, that so was, the, wait, the kid that came, the kid that came with us, that's her son? That's not her son. No, 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 no. No, no, no. That's not her son. Eli's, but she that's trains, uh, she trains Eli's mom. She's been working with Eli's mom for a long period of time. But she works with Eli's mom, training her, and she goes to Eli's mom's book reading club. You understand? So it's trading, supporting business, rolling, trading businesses, you know what I'm saying? It's like a real strong community thing, you know? Like, you know, I, that's what I learned from that community. Now when I come to LA and you got all these pop stars and actors around me, I'm trying to teach them, like, I, I always do a session or my, you know, consult with them and they'll try to, you know, hand me a check and hand me money. I'm like, no, 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 I did that for free today. Like, that was from the heart. They're like, whoa, whoa, what, what? Because they're not used to seeing that type of, um, work done, you know what I'm saying? And it's crazy how much we said work today. Um, but they're not used to seeing that type of work being done. You understand? And I would, I understand if, you know, um, 
if a person signs up with me and works with me for an hour and I feel like that person needs extra time, I will always go over time and give them more what they need and not even ask for an extra dime or expect them or uh, or I make them know like, yo, that wasn't, that was my time. That wasn't, that's not because you have to pay me more. I did that out of the heart and they get the results. You know what I'm saying? And it's a different way to use business. You know, like all the big Hollywood people I'm training right now, you haven't seen me post them at all on Instagram because everybody else is using them to post them. Everybody wants to train them because they want to post them to show the world what they're doing. I don't care about that. How you feeling today? You know what I'm saying? Now, one day you'll see, you know, me congratulate them after they get the results, but through their journey, it's all private. You know what I'm saying? There's some people who I know are insecure that will let me post them, but I won't because it's, I don't want them to feel like I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that. You know what I'm saying? So I think that goes back into the connections and building the community. When you do a business, um, it's very important that you're a hundred percent honest with people. You're a hundred percent loving, especially if you love what you do and you always seek out to give more service than what you're paid for. And you'll always see that come back, man. Um, I know, I know, I know you got Bye. things to do today, bro. I know you got things to do. So I want to leave you off with one question to finish this podcast off. If today was your last day on earth, what's the best advice you can give your son if you had one or daughter? That's crazy. <laughs> All right, the best advice. Listen to me. Go hit up me. <laughs> Just whatever you said, do it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so call this number right here. Tell them who you are. You'll be alright. He'll, he'll take care of you. Just by his word. That's it. Wow, thank you, man. Uh, yeah, it's crazy though, because yeah. there's times when you think I'm a weirdo because uh of something no I no say. i don't say weird i say you're a, you're a wizard. wizard yeah wizard you're yeah. a fucking wizard nigga <laughs> magician i don't know what the, i don't know what to call you yet son the reason why i say that people got to know we got to know because i've seen you let's say all right let's let's break it down i've seen you talk to people about the health thing like i remember someone came in like you i remember you telling me one day about like someone was coming in like i don't know like with their back or something was like not they weren't walking properly and he was like, oh, it's because of this, this, that, and the third. You're eating this, this, and that. I'm like, I'm like, all right. And this is when I say, like, okay, this nigga's crazy. Whatever. But then, like, I believe you, but I'm saying this nigga's crazy. Like, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, like, saying this crazy. But then I see, then I saw an action. Like, yo, so <laughs> I forgot what it was. Like, well, can I just ask you, did you just eat this, like, last night? Like, I did. Oh, did you just, this, that? And then I did. I'm like, yo, what the f-? I was like, I'm just there, like, yo, what the hell? He just said this, and now he's doing it. I'm like, really? That that was the time I was like, All right, I'm just whatever this dude says. Just like, it's just it is, it is what it is. But then I seen you just, you know, when when people feeling down, I seen you like. I remember there's also a time at the gym where uh, it was like a a couple, and they were working that. What was that that spot we got the salads from? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Green Life. So there was the dude worked there. I think he bought his girlfriend. I think she wanted he wanted you to meet her, and I, you were just I, I'm I was working out, and you were just talking about life and this and that. And I could see she was getting emotional. I don't think she really cried, but like you were just hitting on some points. And like those are the stuff that I, you've done it with me, and after I, I felt it. So and you could do that. I like that shit is easy when it comes to you. And then I seen you talking in front of people and like motivation. And it's just like, 
I don't know. I don't know how you do it, son. And then, like, and then knowing your background, that's the craziest thing. Because every mm-hmm. time we talk, you say, oh, I remember this time. And you just say the craziest story in life. I'm like, yo, how's, how's this dude still alive? Like, <laughs> yeah. so you just combine all that. And then like where you at today, you know, even from the time I met you from now, it's just crazy. Like how you just, every one time you're saying like, yeah, but I'm not where I want to be. And I feel that too. I'm definitely not where I want to be. But I'm like, I look at you like, man, you, you on the path, bro. Like you yeah. good. You just going through that journey. That's just, that to me, that's the best part of it. Like it's definitely the struggle, but if you see, if you see, if you get happiness during the struggle, man, once you get to the point where you want to be, forget about it. You take over the world. One thing that I, I trust in is like when an idea comes into my mind, I won't just think it was a coincidence. I take it very serious. And when you, it's intuition. So when you take your in, intuition very serious and you mix it with your heart and you're confident, you you create enthusiasm. And sometimes I'll say things that people think I have seven heads, you know, like for an example, people coming in and the gate, their walking gate is messed up. Uh, the posture is messed up because they're inflamed in their stomach. And um, I see that connected with the pimples on their arm. And then as they talk to me, their mouth looks a little dry. So I'm, I'm like, Oh, that's a lactose intolerance right there. So did you have any milk last night? And like, yeah, I did. And then, you know, we go from there, but um I get these ideas and I'm not scared to say, it. Uh, you know, Rees, I trained Rees agent now. She's one of my clients. And she told me, oh, wow. yeah, she's like, yo, um, yo, it's like everything you're calling out is coming true. Because I told Rees, Rees did auditions. She did four auditions um, uh, like three weeks ago. And I told Rees and I told her agent, she's going to book all of them. Like, we're not playing this year. We're like, we're like, because the, the way I see my girl grow was from like, um, I, from day one, I saw a soul that was like here for a purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I when I, when I take my relationships very serious, it's because I seen a, some souls come here. We spoke about this: me, you, your mom, uh, your girl. Um, some souls come to the universe for the first time, and they're very immature. They hate. They learn the laws of humanity for the first time, so they're making all their mistakes, and they happen to be your cousins, your friends. And some of us came here a couple times and we were, we failed before, or we have succeeded and we come back to reteach, right. Or to re to educate. Right. And that's what I feel in my heart. You can have different beliefs. But when I met Ree, I met somebody, this is coming from the heart. Yo, I met somebody who was just about to make it in their last life and came here and knows exactly what, what they got to do to make it this time. That's what I felt. And her energy says wow. it all. Her body language says it all. And um like that, that's crazy. Yeah, man. And 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 she was so persistent. But I seen I'm very big on red, blue, red, blue. After red, I'm expecting blue patterns. So I, I study how the eyes look. Ah, <laughs> I study the patterns, right? He just showed the blue hat for those that can't see. Um he has a red hat on. He just picked up a blue one. But what I studied is uh, eye contact, body language, tone of voice, uh, the way you say things, how you say things, right? And what I noticed with Ree was for the first three years of our relationship with auditions, she was, for the first four years, she was second thinking about letting her be the character. She was so busy on, she did it very well on acting to be the actor, acting to be Stacy or whoever the character is in an audition. But I was like, when you let you go into this character and you let your personality take off, I believe I have the next JLo in my hands. I believe I have the next Selena, like one of those big influencers 
that are here to they don't they get they make their money you know they get the fame that's cool it's cool j-lo's still going at it at 50 like like as if she never made it you know what i'm saying uh selena left a legacy i feel like i got that on my hands but long story short i think when she when the day we did the say by the bell interview bro i told everybody she booked it before she booked it you know what i'm saying and after say by the bell she knows that being herself got her where she is today so she did all four auditions these couple of weeks ago. I'm like, usually I give her mad like advice. Like when you do it, do it like this, do it like that. I'm like, I, I have nothing to say. After the first take, I'm like, I want to say something because I'm used to, I like hearing myself talk, but I can't say anything right now because you, you, you did it all. You did it all. And after them, I talked, I talked to her agent. I said, she's going to book all four. And she booked all four. Never in life that we book for, like <laughs> right so so listen to this listen to this right before right before right right before um so she books them and then her agent calls in they're talking about when say by the bell comes out so you know we got to get the publishers um ready and everybody ready and her agent goes when do you think it's going to come out and she goes nick has an idea but i'm going to record him on his idea when it's going to come out so people don't think i'm crazy when i tell people that this guy just knows too much. So she records me. She goes, when is it going to come out? I said, I'm going to give you three examples on if I was in that marketing room on the board, what I'm going to say as a leader on the board. If you put it out in October, it's because you're rushing it because of streams. You put it out in December by Christmas, that's your last chance to keep my attention or keep the audience attention. If you really want to get the show to pop, put it out the day before Thanksgiving. So November 25th is a perfect day to put it out. Two weeks later to go by, show comes out November 25th. I was like, sometimes I sit back and I'm like, I don't know. That, that was a little crazy. I, I don't know how I did that right there. I left, I, left, I left that out. I left that out too. You just you do that shit all the time. All the time. I, I, you, know, I, you know, I think we all have the kind of the ability to tap into that kind of stuff, bro, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Um, if, nah, if, if you good. study, if you, but I had to study, I had to study as a kid. Like, is this dude going to come in here and rob me? Is this dude going to come in here and try to sell me drugs? Mm, yeah. here? And I had a mother remember who has multiple personalities, bipolar and was a drug addict. So I had seven, seven to 10 different versions of my mom. And I had to study which mother I was going to get today. So when I came in the house, mm. I opened the door and the way I tested it out was open the door, listening first. See what's going on. If there's cooking, I got my good mom. If there's moving around in a room, I got the mother that is that is on the move to look for the drug. Okay. And then if it's quiet, mm -hmm. I got a mother that probably found it and, and and is not doing nothing. And if there's slamming, I got the mother that is on it extra. You know what I'm saying? And and mm once more so but then in between that when you have a mother that's like that you still have two different personalities in her because one one moment she's happy one moment she's sad and then she has multiple personalities from there she believes that this, my mom believes that like we're billionaires in europe she says like mm. they're like we'll have a regular conversation how how you doing out in california i'm like i'm good i'm good and she's like okay she's like you'll just know if you want that 10 billion we can go right now go pick it up just let me know when you need it. I'm like, oh man, damn, I thought we were good right now. You know what I'm saying? So my brother, my little brother, were literally like, yo, mom, 
you don't got $10 billion. I keep telling you that. And she's like, yeah, yeah, that's stupid. You don't understand. And I tell my brother, you got to play it off because that personality yeah. doesn't know that when her brain goes there, she doesn't know if she doesn't understand that she's really lying. Does that make sense? So I'll be like, yeah. Ma, you know what? I'm going to use that 10 billion in about 10 years. Don't worry about it. I'll hit him up. I play along with it. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it creates more problems when I, my brother used to always get fights with my mother because of that. My mother and him had a hard relationship growing up because my brother would not <laughs> play that game with her. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. she'll go in there, she'll, she'll take some socks from you for an example. And you'd be like, I go in there, I'm like, Ma, did you take my socks? She's like, nah. And she's wearing them. I'm like, okay, I'll leave. My brother be like, yo, did you take my socks? She's like, nah, but yo, you got my socks on right now, though. You got my socks on right now. So they just get a huge argument. But it was very tough for us to deal with, man. He was younger than me. Um, but I had that's where I got the skill from. And then and then when I was with my dad, I had to look out for cops. I had to look out for ops at seven years old. I was scared when my dad was mm-hmm. making that, you know, transition. I, I was scared that they were gonna rob him in front of me or kill him in front of me. You know what I'm saying? These are things that always went yeah. through my mind. Um and I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. Like there was times where I had to take the pills and I had to make that move at, at a young age, you know? My dad's disabled. Yeah. So if he can't leave the bed and go outside to the car and I can just put it in my pocket and run outside and give them and they give me a stack of cash, that's what I did. You know what I'm saying? So I saw that yeah. at a young age and I had to study. You gonna rob me right now? The icon to show me this. And then blue, yeah. red, blue, red. I saw Johnny end up on the street selling drugs. Johnny dead. Johnny this, Johnny, and I said, whoa, I want to take the steps here. Let me predict what's the next move and the best thing for me to do to get there. So I can't relax. Mm. I'll be in the house. I can't relax. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. forgot, yo, you know it's crazy? I forgot we're doing a podcast the whole time because this is how our conversations be going, right? Nah. <laughs> but nah, all good. sometimes I can't relax, bro, because of that, because I understand where I want to be and I understand the steps it needs to take. So I can do 20,000 things in a day and sit at 5 p.m. on my couch and be like, I, I got at least more, five more hours to get more shit done. Like, if I really want to be great, yeah. I can use this five hours to be great. And then I ask myself, you want to rest or you want to be great? And then I say to myself, oh, I'm tired. And I'm like, my other side comes in and goes, see, you ain't trying to be great, bro. And then mm. he's like, are you going to lay down? Are you going to finally relax? I'm like, I'm like, yeah. And I'll sit there and she'll pause the TV and she'll go, 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 go for the walk. Go, go, go in the room. Go, go, go. I'm like, what? She was like, I can feel you wanting to do something. I'm like, I'll be one hour only. I promise. You know what I'm saying? It's a bad imbalance. It's a bad imbalance. You know what I'm saying? But Yeah, yeah. I'll suffer that it's, too. It's, yeah, right. Because it's about, you know what it takes to get what you want to get. And it's always in yeah. your mind, are you doing enough? You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. aside the point of saying to me, um, Call Nate, which thank you for that. You're a very smart man yourself. So they yeah, were your dad's yeah, advice. I gotta, I gotta answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um always stay positive. Always work hard. <laughs> learn about the stock market, learn about real estate, and just be a respectful, loving person. Like that's it. it. All right. All right, man. Well, bro, thank you for coming on today. We started uh, 30 minutes early because um, I knew you had to get places today, but I also was up at like four and I'm like, all right, I want to do this now. Um, So what happened? You was going to say something. I do want to say, I do want to say one thing. I want to say, go follow me, the work. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got you, bro. Wait, 
I got you. I, <laughs> you thought I was going to shut the, the podcast off without doing it? I know you was. I, come on, dog. I know you was. I was just, you know, that's just me going me. Yeah. Um, but follow me. But what I really want to say is that right now I'm, I'm working with my um, my baby cousin. I don't know if you've seen those, a, a few, like, videos and photos I did with him. They're releasing tomorrow, Monday. Um, so they're doing a creating awareness for No Kid Hungry as a, it's an organization for helping, you know, kids that are um, – that are going through hunger in the U.S. Uh, specifically. I um, mean, even though it's going out through the world, but this this charity is specifically in the U.S. And they did like a little music video. It's called Smile Behind the Mask. Because um, a lot of people, a lot of more kids now, because of COVID, um, unfortunately, there are more kids that are going hungry. Even people that might have resources before, you already know how strict some states, um, you know, how all this shit is, is going through right now. So, we did a video. It's coming out tomorrow, Monday. I don't know when you're releasing this, but it's uh, there. They made an Instagram called uh, Smile Behind the Mask with an S at the end. So please go follow them. Or if you go on my, or if you go on my um, account, I'm going to be flooding my stuff with, with stories, and you'll find it pretty simple. I'm also going to put the link in the bio uh, if you want to, like, donate whatever you want to, or, you know, or even just, you have to donate anything. Just share it. Um, you know, do like it, comment, all that good stuff. And and real quick about my my cousin and the two other kids that are on there. You we talk about like energy and and souls and like these kids. All these kids are on Broadway. All these kids, you know, they made this choreography. They did. They did it. You know, through this was like them at home because you know they couldn't see each other for that long. And then when I the day I recorded is the day they, the first time they saw each other since. I don't know, way back whenever they saw each other. And, yo, like, they did, they rehearsed it together at once the first time. Perfect. And then they, like, they freestyled the, like, two new things they added on. They were there. And then when I was recording, there was a, there was a move they were doing that was, like, blocked. Like, it just didn't work for, for visuals. And they, like, they just created something on the spot. I'm like, yo, like, if it was, like, three, I've seen, I'm not, not that I've been around, people choreograph like that but like just to see these kids do that and like their energy and their focus like one has done been on on tour with Nicki Minaj they're all on Broadway my mm. baby cousin about to be in uh in the Heights movie like they all got this crazy stuff going on and it's like it's just crazy but anyway they they came up together with that, that idea uh so it's like just dope like and they're like they're like fucking nine years old I forgot I don't know the exact age but they're kids it's I love dope, it, man. It's I dope love it. Deep, I'll bro. definitely put that in the show notes. This, I'm gonna do my best to get this out today. So, for those that yeah, are listening, yeah, yeah, um, yeah no rush. Yeah, no. I, and the goal is to get it out today, uh, latest tomorrow. But this will be in the show notes. So just send me all of that. Your info will be in the show notes too. At the work uh, okay, Instagram, yeah. even your personal Instagram, your website. I'll put all that in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and how? And if someone wants to work with you, how can they get in contact with you? And how's that process work? Um, my email, I guess you put that in the show notes too, but it's on my IG. It's joel at the work dot co. So joel j o e l j o e l at t h e w r k dot c o. Probably the best. Um, my phone number is there too, so you can text. You can text me if you want. Um, but I guess email is the best. Instagram DM, whatever you know, it's very easy to get in contact with me. Got you. All right, brother. I'll yeah. put all your info down there. Thank you for sharing what your little cousins are doing. That's beautiful, man. And I would definitely be yeah, posting that. And I'll get Reed to repost it. Um, 
Yeah, please. I'll explain. I'll explain the, the the mission behind it. You know, what I'm saying that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, thank you guys for doing that. Um, but man, yeah, thank you for sure. coming on. This is definitely not going to be the only time you come on. There's gonna. I can't wow. wait for in person to have conversations. Uh, my oh, goal yeah, with this podcast, sure. bro, to be honest with you, is to take. There's a lot of people who have like this fundamental structure to doing podcasts. Like, so when you do this, do this and do that. My thing is like I, I, the reason why I made uh, "Be Great with Nate" was because one time I was in a car with Muhammad, and we had this deep conversation about life, and uh, Bob was there, and Bob was like, "Nate, you shout should out have to Muhammad some- and Bob." Yeah, word. Shout out to Muhammad and Bob, and Bob was on this podcast, and Muhammad's on this podcast, and Bob said, "Yo, Nate, you gotta start getting somebody to record these lines that you're saying because." These are things that I read in books or something I would pay for to listen to. Yeah. And I was like, uh, so when we, at first, I, you know, when you used to come to the gym, you used to put the camera on me low key or whatever. But there were times where, um, there were times where I don't really like the camera on me. I like, cause I don't want the person in front of me to feel uncomfortable and we take off the chemistry now. But I feel like having these genuine Mm. conversations like we had today, I can go back and listen to and, I can share with the world now. And that was the goal of, of, of Be Great With Nate, was to have conversations with people without an awkward camera on the person. You know, this is going through this. This is cool. But it's just an honest conversation about life and about your process mm-hmm. of going through the work and building the work. And I seen you growing with the work. I seen you get engaged. I seen, you know, you planning your wedding. I seen so much growth that instead of us having this conversation on the phone, let's have it on here, let's record it, share it with the world. There's going to be things in this podcast that people are going through that you're going to say something that may give them an idea or some type of inspiration. And if it's just one person, one person is better than no people. You know what I'm saying? So I want to personally thank you for taking the time today, man, and um, and coming on here. I'm also going to put, guys, with his website, he has shirts. Uh, the shirt that I want to sold out in like three seconds. So make sure uh, if you go on there and if he uh, his Instagram or his social media accounts, if he goes and he says that, you know, he's dropping something, try to get it immediately. But he has some shirts, hats, things like that you can purchase from Joel to support him. One thing I must say mm-hmm. is that, um, you know, when you support him, you support me. Anybody I bring on here and I say, you know, they're offering something, I'm saying it not to try to get you for your money. I'm saying it because when you mm-hmm. give this man money, when that money go, he uses that money for resources mm-hmm. to continue to grow his business and like what he's doing with his right. little cousins to help and give back to the world. So, Joel, we right. appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, I thank hope you. to see you when I go to New thank York you. next time. Uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Oh, that's dope. But thank you for everything you've done, my brother. Since you've been in my life, it's, it's a blessing, man. It's, it's definitely it's who you keep around, man. I want to keep you around so I'm not here no more. So thank you. Oh, thank you, brother. Appreciate that.